Welcome to So This is Holland, an unexpected trip to special needs parenting, hosted by Michelle Finn and Donna Sandoval, fellow special needs moms, keeping it real and providing a place for you to listen in and say, oh my gosh, me too. Hello and welcome back to So This is Holland. Today we are going to keep it lighthearted. Today we want to talk about the joys of raising our kiddos. We get so stuck in that negative vibe of what we have to do and how busy we are and how hard life is that we wanted to turn that around and talk about how good life is. Hey, Donna, how are you? I'm awesome. Good morning. Hello, wherever you are, whenever you're listening, we are glad that you are here. And yes, we are keeping it positive because it's good and powerful to have that perspective um, that you're in touch with so that in those hard times, you can think back on all the blessings that you receive because we have been handed this, this sometimes really hard dealt of cards. That doesn't sound right, but you know what I'm saying? So I think that this is a, this is a powerful exercise for all of us to do. If you're listening, I think that it would be a good thing for you to sit down and maybe write out some things that have come out of this journey that wouldn't have been in your life. And you wouldn't have been blessed with these amazing gifts and things that have happened to you if it wasn't for your child coming into this world. Yes. Yes. I know. I know I beam often looking at Josh, like he just brings me so much joy. And no matter how hard this life is, when I close my eyes and think about what it would be without him, that's just not even possible. Like I would take this life a million times over just to have him in my world. It definitely makes perspective of life pure. Like it it really strips away a lot of the things that you thought were important the, the things that you thought that you had to hold on to, to keep control of your life. And when you realize that you really have no control <laughs> over oh, so yeah. much, like that's how I was when I, before James, I was terrified of like not being able to pay my bills. And I, I had to have all these, like, I was a box checker, right? So if I did this and this, I would get this. And I just held on so tight to all those things that I can control because of my fear and anxiety of not being able to control things. And so with, when I had James, it really made me put my trust into God and to really just, it strips all those, those pretenses away and just, it just knocks it down to a pure level of living and really keeping that idea of like, okay, one step in front of the other, look at how we are thriving, look at how we are living, look at how it has changed us. Like for me, I was a construction manager. I was in a very stressful situation with my career, but I was the breadwinner. And I used to drive to work praying like, God, please figure out, open up a door for me to not have to do this. Like I was dropping my kids off at daycare every day. I really... I didn't see myself ever being a stay-at-home mom. I used to joke like, oh my gosh, no, there's no way. I love dropping my kids off at daycare. But it was also a just a mechanism to protect myself of like the hurt of having to leave them. And so when James got sick, it was in the midst of me really just asking for a door to open. And when I was sitting there in the hospital room, he was intubated for the second time in like two months. And I was just like, I cannot keep sending him to daycare because every time he gets sick, 
we are, end up in the hospital with serious virus issues. Yeah. So I had to quit work and I didn't know what that would look like. I didn't know how we would pay the bills. I didn't, I mean, we had to, we had to file BK. We had to lose our motorhome. We really had to strip our life away in order to make drastic changes for a two income family to go to one income family. But, and I, I always joke, I'm like, God, that wasn't what I was thinking of. That wasn't the door I wanted yeah. you to open. Yeah. <laughs> But now I look at my life and I'm like, I am a stay at home mom. I was able to grow a coaching business that allowed me to lose 70 pounds and have amazing support and women around me. When I never had girlfriends before, I have this community of other special needs moms that we get to connect to. And it's just so different. My life is completely different. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like nothing in that I was holding so hard to control worked out the way that I had planned for my future, but I'm so glad that it didn't. <laughs> no, my life was very different. My life was very different too. Before Joshua, I was a, um, in property management. Um, I worked for a really large rental community and I had just got hired the day that I got pregnant with Josh. I guess <laughs> it was my celebratory, <laughs> you know? but um, I got hired um, from another company to be the big manager. I was the youngest in our county that would have managed a huge apartment community. Um, so I was really proud of myself and the money was going to start coming in. And I had just, just started going back to college. Um, like I wanted that degree. I wanted to finish. I am so I, I am seriously two credits away from my bachelor's degree. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know why I haven't done it yet, but I am, I am two credits away from a bachelor's degree and I, um, you'll do it one day maybe, knowing you, maybe, I mean, maybe. maybe, um, I, I considered doing it when I started coaching, when I yeah. was looking at what I wanted to do, did I want to go into psychology or did I want to go into coaching? I like the aspect of coaching better because it was, not diving into the deep, the darkness, but pushing people towards their goals. Yeah. And I liked that idea of coaching, but I actually had enrolled in a college to finish. Um, I, I would, I have to take more than two credits now that it's right, been so right, right. long. I have to do some other stuff, but I had enrolled in a college, but that's, you know, life was different then. And I had this, this vision and this view of what my life would be like and who I, who I would really end up with because Tony and I had dated and then um, broke up and we were just having fun, right? <laughs> we weren't like back together, back together. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, my life, then I had Josh and God, thank God I did, right? Life has been, like we've said, it's been hard. It's been, I've gone into some dark places, but every time I go there, I swear, I look at that boy and I think I'm here because of the situation but if it weren't but if i if i wasn't here and my situation was better i wouldn't have you and you are so much better than anything else yes. in this world that i could ever have like he is anybody that knows josh and i like that actually have seen us together he is my light he is my world and i know everybody says that about their children but man i am so connected and in love with that kid that i just could not imagine life different mm -hmm. i love that i think that also something that comes out of you know having 
a child that isn't hitting those normal milestones, like just Mm -hmm. it's, it's not the same track. We do not take anything for granted. No, Like we have so many little things that other people wouldn't even think twice about that. We celebrate so huge that bring us joy that are just taken for granted when you don't have to work so hard for the things. (laughs) So you remember the first time James sat up? Oh my God. Yes. I have a picture of it and it comes up in my Facebook every time he was 15 months old and he had crazy hair and he was in a diaper and he was so cute. Oh my gosh. And I was like, Oh my gosh, he's setting up. (laughs) Joshua did it perfectly. So we were, we lived in like a, a townhouse when he was little and I was in one P used to have a Yahoo group. And I was in the Yahoo group actually crying, sitting there crying about how he's not doing it. Like we're trying so hard. And I was so, and I turn around and Josh is pushing into sitting. I'm like, Oh my God, he was 18 months old. It was February 18th. (laughs) Oh my God, look at my baby, you know, and poor Josh fell over because he's like, what the heck just happened? I mean, everything, the first stand-up, the first time he ate independently with a spoon, like there's all these little things that yeah. with Charlie, it just happened. Like I remember Charlie walking the first steps, but other than that, it's all kind of like, it just happens, you know, and you're, yeah. you just live and it's just expected. But when we have these little moments, they're so much bigger to us. And I just, I love that aspect of this life is that you know, every little thing is celebrated and we don't take for granted the little things. And that does enrich our Well, we know how hard they work to get there. Yeah. Well, most people just comes naturally. Our kids fought and worked. And I mean, I always say Josh went to work when he was two months old, right? That's when he started OT and PT. And that's, that's a lot of work for a little baby to go into therapy and start. I hate therapy and I'm an adult. You know, and it was his life. He had school and therapy and whatever else we were doing. And that's a lot of pressure to put on our kids. And look how amazing they did with it. Yeah. I also think about Charlie, like just our family aspect in general. I think that having James definitely impedes some of the things that we can do. You know, we can't do all the trips. We can't get on a flight because of the behaviors And so we've had to adjust, but it's simplified and it's brought us closer as a family. And it's made Charlie, I think, is the he he was always just an awesome kid. I swear he like came out just amazing. He was like sleeping. He's just so smart. He was like a little old man having conversations with me at like two and a half. But having James as his brother has given him a lot of empathy and just kindness and that I'm sure it would have been there to an extent, but it's such a bigger extent. Like he's, he's going to be a special guy. And I think that it's so much from being a big brother to James. A lot of our kiddos are like that. Yeah. We go to conferences and stuff. And sometimes, you know, I wonder like, oh, should we have had more kids? Like my husband, every time he holds a baby, he's like, give me another baby. I was like, you're old. I'm old. It's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad that we have the the family dynamic that we have. And it really slowed Jess down because, I mean, Jess is still my grouchy, anxiety ridden husband, but I love him to death. And he's got the biggest heart, which is why he carries so much feelings that are big. He's got, he's a big feeling guy, um, but it's really calmed him down and allowed him to be in the presence of James. And you can't be a certain type of way when you're with James, like you just have to be 
present in the moment. Does that make sense? And so when he gets home from work and all James wants to do is like get inside of his skin, like James seriously, like tries to eat his face. Like it's like, he's just all over Jess. So sweet. And it's just, and that just brings Jess home. And I think that is such a blessing that we have and that we get to live that it, yes, it comes with hardships and trials and, and it works our last nerve sometimes, but Wow. What a, what a full life we get to live because of James. It's true. And I think with, you know, we've had experiences too, like Joshua got a make a wish and we were living in Florida when he had his make a wish. We got an annual pass to Disney. We got to go to Disney every week for a full year. Like, yes. Could we buy an annual pass? Absolutely. But we got a free year of yeah, Disney. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Right? Like, and, but it also, with those experiences, we got to meet the cast members, like really get to know some of the cast members. Joshua got toys often when we went, you know, because they have pixie dust. So yeah. you get, you get a little pixie dust and Joshua gets a lot of pixie dust when he goes, right? Disney is phenomenal with special needs kiddos. But um, when we left, the the day that we left, that we moved from Florida, like the day before, I was like, we're in the middle of packing. And I'm like, you know what? We're an hour away from Disney. So, but I was like, you know what? Let's go. And <laughs> I like threw him in the car and off to Disney we went. And because I wanted him to say goodbye to Joy, for those of you that listen, you know that Josh is obsessed with the character Joy. So we went and Joy remembered him and sadness and Joy point to their memory balls. And they're like, we know him, we know him. And they're like, it was so sad. But then (laughs) he got that day, he got towels and blankets and clothes and toys. Everybody wanted to say goodbye to him. And who gets that experience? Right. I was like, man, I wish I got make a wish, but then I'm like, okay, wait, <laughs> I'm glad that yeah. James isn't severe enough that I need, I don't get make a wish. Like yeah. <laughs> it is my, a double edged sword, but I'm like, that's so cool. They get the best experiences. Yeah. We have a family member that made that comment like, oh, it must be nice. And I'm like, do you, do you know do how you he understand qual- why you know how he qualifies for make a wish? Do you know, like, so, but yeah. you know, people don't, they don't see that. They see that you're getting free stuff and how nice is that? And it is nice, but our lives are very different. So that little per, I always say like, um, I wrote this article years and years ago. There was a, um, a monkey Joe's. Do you guys have, those? I don't know if we have them anymore, but a monkey Joe's is like a bounce house, right? Okay. I don't think that they're around anymore, but the, it was a bounce house where the kids would go and they would all have fun. And so the monkey Joe's in our area would close down once a month, like not even, I don't even think it was really early. I think it was like one hour early on a Thursday, once a month, and they would have a special needs night. Yeah. Now they wouldn't, they wouldn't keep other people out, but it was really supposed to be for special needs families. And there were two moms that took to the news because they went because they didn't think that their children should be excluded from a special needs night. How dare these kids have a special night just for themselves. And um, so they're, one of their children pushed a child who had Down syndrome out of the way so they could go down the bounce house slide. And as they were doing that, the attendant kind of put his hand out and said, no, yeah, this is her night. You wait your turn. Yeah. So these two moms had complete meltdowns, took it to the news. It really was on our local news 
This Karen. monkey. Sorry if your name's Karen, but you know what I'm saying. That's it's it. But these monkey, <laughs> this monkey Joe closed down like shortly after this. But my article was about what I wrote was, yes, you're right. They shouldn't have this, right? They shouldn't have a special night because when we my child goes to Monkey Joe's, he's not safe during the normal day. I was being sarcastic with he should. Right, right, right. Um, but he's not safe. I can't take Josh to Monkey Joe's. He's not safe while all the other kids are bouncing around. He's not safe. He can't go like he can't play little league like everybody else plays little league. We have to have the miracle league for right. him to be able to play. I mean, we have to have special accommodations for my child to go into freaking public. Right. I can't even visit people that have stairs anymore no, because I can't like get him up the steps. But I thought, you know, you, yeah. all you see is your world and and what how it inconveniences you, but you're not thinking you see us getting all these special things and we are so freaking grateful for them, but we get these special things because our kids cannot participate in life right. the way that your children do. So you should be celebrating the fact that our kids get that special night. Yeah. We you have know, a lot of places around here that have like sensory hours, like the movies or even there's like discovery play like play places where they bring the music down bring the yeah. lights up you know stuff like that it or, is becoming more common you're yeah. starting to see it more but when josh Which was is little good. yeah when josh was little i mean and that's the perspective i come from i have a 20 year old right he'll be right, 21 right. soon so when he was little it was a different world it was we were still starting to adapt to what special needs was and or right. is and we still have a long way to go but again, with not taking things for granted, we don't take those things for granted, right? I don't take Make-A-Wish for granted. I don't take right. the Monkey Joe's nights and stuff for granted. I'm so grateful that there are companies out there that allow my child to have those experiences. And that's, again, part of that joy that it just fills your heart. Something that most people take for granted fills yeah. us with so much happiness when I knew that we were going to be doing this episode. And then yesterday I was told a quote, cause I had a very rough day yesterday. Uh, James had a performance that I was really excited about mm -hmm. to see. He took a bus to a different school and it was all these different special needs classes from the district. And they were doing a superhero theme luncheon and they, each class was getting up there. Well, when James sees me at school, I am a trigger. Like he wants to go home. And so he starts screaming and he just really was not able to participate with me there. So I had to leave and I was crying. I was really, you know, heartbroken, but then I got a video from his teacher and, and she said that he was able to get up there and they really worked hard giving him five minutes in the room and two minutes out. But I in saying that, like when I do see him, even up there, like it makes it that much bigger and that much more special but my friend sent me a message because I was on my stories crying this, and it, it was a quote that I wanted to bring today. And it's, it's okay to feel blessed and broken at the same time. They don't have to be like, that's the quote. So for me, I just love that because so much of our blessings come from our breaks. Yeah. You know, when we feel broken, that's what makes those blessings that much more special. And they don't have to be separate. They, they're very intertwined and live together and it's okay to love your child but also hate some of the aspects of what we have to deal with and it hurts but that hurt of and those challenges that we face every day is what makes the little things so much more special and just 
alive in our lives. And I think that that, even when we we've talked about before in different episodes where so much growth in our own lives come from seasons of pain, right? And that's our kids and our experiences with them are dealing with these hardships every day. So those little things are just such big blessings to us that it really just allows you to feel blessed at the same time as feeling broken. They, they, they coexist together. I just love that. We can also learn a lot from our kids. Oh yeah. You know, our, like I think of Joshua who has dealt with so much physical pain in his life with all the surgeries and breaks and everything that he's gone through. And, but he's also dealt with discrimination and this kid is so happy. He doesn't hold grudges. He loves people. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's smart. If you are not kind to him, if you do not like him, if you have a bad vibe around him, he will not like engage you, but he's so kind to people and he's so forgiving and i mean i can snap at pure unfiltered just he is so pure i can snap at him because i'm having a bad day and i'm just like oh my gosh okay and he will literally come over and hug me me too and then you feel like an asshole exactly (laughs) sometimes i think that's that's the plan no he'll start crying and i'm like i'm sorry and then i'll start crying and we're just hugging i'm like i'm sorry i love one of (laughs) one of my most favorite moments for him and it wasn't like a favorite moment but it was a it was such a sweet moment was when he had his first spinal surgery his lungs his lungs collapsed Mm-hmm. And they had to put him on a breathing machine and it was really scary looking and I was terrified. And, you know, with Joshua, I try not to, when he's going through things, I'll get upset, but I try not to have like breaks in front of him because right. I don't want him to see me completely break down when he's going through something because he needs me to be his rock Plus, in that moment. Very sensitive to our feelings, like yes. other people's feelings, hundred yes. percent, they are aware of them. But as, as soon as that kid came off of that breathing machine, as soon as he came off, the first thing he did, that arm came straight out to me. He started rubbing my back and he's like, ma. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> he was so worried about how I was doing with this, yeah. that it wasn't about him. It was about me. And I'm like, who is like that? He is so freaking amazing that he's going through all of this. He still flirts with nurses. He still loves his mommy. He's still so amazing. And when I go into tough situations and I am not even exaggerating this because I talk about him all the time. When I go into tough situations and it's time for me to get something painful done, it's time for me to go through it. I'm like, if I ask my child to go through the things he's gone through, I have to go through it it too. Like he is my inspiration. Who gets to say that? Like truly look at their kid and be like, wow. (laughs) Like we all say that our kids are the best, but our kids really do go through all of this stuff and they're not, they're not understood. They're not seen. And they're still these beautiful humans. Like we could all learn from our kids. I love that. So I think that is a good place to wrap it up. And like I said in the beginning of this, I think today would be a perfect day if you're listening is to sit down and really pinpoint some key things of what you're so grateful for and the gifts that you've been given because we've been given this, this harder than usual life, because it is a powerful tool to have when you are going and you're in the trenches of life, which we will find ourselves over and over again, is to just keep that perspective of positivity and the gifts that we are truly given, because it is okay to feel blessed and broken at the same time. Thanks guys. 
Thank you for listening. If you would like to hang out with us and be a guest on our show, you can go over to our Instagram page. So this is Holland Podcast. Go to our bio and there'll be an application there. You can also find Donna at Determined Donna on Instagram, or you can find Michelle at Michelle Finn Coaching on Instagram. Have a great day.